Ah! Hmm. Hi there, God. It's me, Margaret's little boy. Long time listener, first time caller. And I know you're probably busy because you got bigger fish to multiply and then fry. As you do. But uh, there's this girl. There's this woman. Jane. Last name Payne. P-A-Y-N-E. You probably know that, but if you wanted to look her up. Then I care for her. Deeply. I could have been with her tonight, but I ended up with you. And I am under no illusions that she could solve what ails me. When I'm with her, the world just feels more interesting. Welcome to another episode of the Revisited Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Kristen. This week we are going to be revisiting Ted Lasso Season 2, Episode 9, Beard After Hours. Arguably uh, one of the craziest and weirdest episodes of the entire series. 100% agree on this one. And uh, we're gonna. I'm going to preface this a little bit too. That this might be an episode, we'll see. We've said this before, we'll see how it happens. Yeah. Um, this could be an episode that's a little on the shorter side compared to some of the longer ones, even though it is a 45-minute long episode, but the episode doesn't really progress story. I don't know how deep we can go on this one. So this might be a very surface conversation about this episode, and I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I mean, I will um, say that I missed I missed all of our people this week. I yeah, really missed Jamie. Coming off of Man City and not having any Jamie Tart just made me crazy. So I will say, I don't know about you, but I do have one or two points that I do have for spoilers on this one. Okay. So there will be... It'll be short, but there will be a spoiler section towards the end, um, you know, towards the end of the main conversation. So but I'm going to start it off by saying, as I usually do, if this is your first view of Ted Lasso and you want to avoid spoilers. We'll save that for a little bit later. Just check the show notes to find out when we dive into that section. And then when we come back for favorite quotes in which uh, and feedback, which really only have one quote in my list of quotes for the episode. All right. <laughs> you don't have any because nah, I have no notes. You have no notes. I have no notes. This episode. Um, but you know what? I, I, I went into watching this episode as I'm not taking any notes. I'm just going to rewatch it. I'm going to enjoy it. And then we're going to talk about it. Cause it, it's, it, like you said, it was an add on episode. It does not progress the story. It is really weird. 
I love yeah. it. I love weird. But so yeah. So I wanna I wanna start off by reading this. This was something I found on Wikipedia about the episode, and I think it really hits the nail on the head. Uh, this episode, like Carol of the Bells, were not originally planned for the season. Originally, the season was to consist of ten episodes until Apple TV Plus expanded it by ordering two more episodes. As the writers had already broken down the season structure, they opted to add standalone episodes, which, okay, so that stuff we already knew because we talked about that during Care of the Bells. Uh, writer Joe Kelly said that the episode's placement was done when shit goes down and is about to go down. Uh, the, writers, the writers settled on an episode focused on Beard with writer Brett Goldstein explaining, we approached it with the device of what would an episode of Ted Lasso be be like if it was told from coach beard's point of view <laughs> it's why the theme tune and the look tone and style of it are different it's a whole different vibe much darker and stranger because beard's brain isn't as sunny as ted's it's yeah uh, that's perfectly put yeah uh the writers used the movie after hours which i've never seen but me neither I've, I know it's referenced uh, as a starter point for the episode, as it would involve Beard going on a crazy night out and return back to work the following morning. The writers didn't intend to reveal much from Beard with actor Brendan Hunt explaining. We just showed what we think is a non atypical night out for him, which is why he just rolled with it. He further added the idea was to really run Beard through the mud, but then at the end, give him the release of this. It's not necessarily a happy ending, but certainly an opportunity to shake it all off. I don't know. I would say that it is a happy ending. I. <laughs> he found out that the woman he loves loves him back. The moment where he, like that whole scene, we'll talk about it more but in the club, when he gets to the underground club in the church, before he even sees Jane and he just walks onto the dance floor and you see his body just start moving slightly and he just starts dancing. I smile the biggest smile from that until the end of this episode. Yeah, I <clears throat> excuse me. I'm coming off of a bit of a sinus infection, so my voice sounds a little weird today. Just roll with it, everybody. Um I love it. I, I I agree because earlier in the episode, um, Jane, who I don't know why I didn't realize her last name was Payne Me until neither. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy that because she is she, she's named correctly. Um, but I love it that she says in the text message earlier in the episode, "I think you should come here. I think you need it." And when he when he rolls up and he thinks it's just a church because of the rain that's coming down. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, he ro rolls with it and he prays, you know, but then the rain stops and he, ns, 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 yeah. ns, ns. <laughs> and all of a sudden you realize, Oh yeah, this, this is more in the line of Jane. Right. But yeah. then you see him completely release and you know, Jane knows her man. Yeah, he needed that release in that moment. It's really weird because, like, up until this point, you keep hearing about Jane. We've seen Jane; she seems crazy, and you question why she is Beard crazy. is. Well, she is, but you question why she is with Beard. Like, there, it's been mentioned before that this seems like a very toxic relationship, and to a degree, it is. 
But it's this episode that really makes you realize like how compatible these two people are and why they are together. Yep. And it makes you really appreciate Jane a little bit more. And you don't really, I think from this point on, you don't really question their relationship any longer. I would agree with that. And maybe that was the point of the episode is to accept Jane into Beard's life. Because I think that as viewers, we're very protective of our main characters because they've become, in a sense, like people that we consider friends, maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. just because it's such a personable show and we relate with so many of these characters. And I think that we have been resistant to Jane the entire time because of what it looks like she's doing to Beard. But it turns out that Beard needs Jane. And we don't know that as a viewer until after the, at the end of this episode. I will say one of the things that I did kind of realize, or at least something that I kind of seen uh, about this episode, and I'm wondering what your perspective is on this too, is, you know, Beard, we, we do see a lot more Beard in this episode because it is a Beard centric episode, but we, and we, and we don't learn a lot. We don't learn much more about Beard. But I think there is one thing that we've learned, and it is as smart as he is, because Beard is incredibly intelligent. Mm-hmm. That whole conversation about him being a professor, a retired professor at, at Ox, uh, Oxford, is fucking fantastic. Because um, we find out that he learned all of that simply by listening. And he does listen more than he talks. I mean, yeah. we know that. That has been established. Um. But I think one of the things I kind of picked up on a little bit is that when it, as smart as smart as he is, he has a hard time with women. I think he struggles with women a little bit. Um, you know, like he <clears throat> May is different because he knows May. He's been around May for a while now. But we see him. He's struggling with Jane a little bit like he's. He, he, you know, he told Jane he loved her and she didn't say it back. And then we see him go to Bones and Honey and he's talking to, I wrote the character's name down. Um, I thought it did. Sarah Coons, the woman that runs the desk. And he seems very awkward. <laughs> that was such a good con. Oh, what the, what, uh, yep. um, your house Jared, is on fire. What Baz does. Yeah. Calling <laughs> yeah. as, as the fire brigade. Um, but even before that, like when he's talking to her, he seems confident, but he also seems like he's struggling a little bit in presenting himself as confident, if that makes sense. Oh, I didn't get that at all. Okay. Maybe it was just me then. And that's okay. Right. I mean, because I always assume that Beard, this is just what Beard does. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, because look at how quickly he got Baz, Paul, and Jeremy in with that pool game. Well, and because they he, weren't women. That's no, what but, I, that's good. Well, he did very well with the trouser lady. Mary, the lady in red. Yeah. Um, that was, I think, the most bizarre point of the episode. <laughs> it's I, I agree with you. Like the fact that she just took him home, like to fix her trousers, and then Darren shows up, the the angry <gasps> boyfriend or husband. 
Wait, I got a theory. What if Mary owns Bones and Honey and has that specific room with the nail in in the table to rip pants because she has a pants fetish and that was just her latest person? That would be an interesting theory. Well, that would I mean, be interesting if that was true. Well, it's real weird that she just shows up when his pants rip. And she was in the bar and she was like, and she did kind of lead him out of the bar. Yeah. Right into that room. Made him go down the hallway into that right. room. And she has a weird thing about pants, apparently. And she was able to choose a pair of pants for him to wear that really kind of fit him. Like his whole vibe. <laughs> cause even at one point, it's a, it's a moment that makes me laugh. Cause even at one point when him and Darren are walking down the alleyway after Darren rescues him from Jamie's dad, I love like that he, guy. He's like, he's like, she said, you can keep the pants. They look good on you, by the way. He's like, I know like even beard knows <laughs> right. those pants look good on him. Yeah, they do. Although, you know, he did look so crazy by the end of the episode when he was trying to use the phone in that, <laughs> hotel i wouldn't have done it. i would have been like you gotta go like yeah. you i'm about to call the police on you because i don't i don't even agree with what's happening you know here. what it rem- you know what it reminds me of there's an episode of the big bang theory where sheldon goes on a train ride by himself mm-hmm. and he gets robbed and he's in I the train station this episode literally just watch this episode and he's in the train station in his underwear he's like why won't anybody help me <laughs> He does. He gets so desperate. He's like, why won't anybody help me? (laughs) Like, dude, you are pantsless and you are already an eccentric genius. Like it just, it doesn't fit. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I, I compare that hotel scene. I know we're jumping all over the place, but it is what it is. That Um, is beard after hours. Yeah. So So it's, I, I, I kind of I kind of relate them, those two scenes together. Cause you're right. Like under the hotel like uh, the hotel management of the hotel Bell Bel Hapo, whoever he is, um, receptionist, I would have taken one look at Beard and been like, uh, yeah, this guy's just crazy. Yeah. I would. And like, then it oh, turns no. out that How did he's he end the- up in here. And, but then it turns out like all the stuff that he was saying, like he was the crazy one. Like about how like this is how it starts. Like you use your account, and next thing I know, like you're oh yeah yeah like, yeah taking pictures, and you look like Judy Dench. I'm like or Hel- Dame Helen Mirren. I'm like this is somebody who's been catfished. Yeah, like what the hell is <laughs> this? This is guy somebody who about? has been duped more times than once, <laughs> and yeah. he's done. He's, he's had all his money he's, taken. He's had all his stuff. He's taken. a little paranoid about all of this <laughs> yeah. stuff. But going back to the moment with with Beard in Mary's apartment, like it was, it was, I love. It's one of my another one of my favorite episodes of the of the episode is where he answers her phone and Darren's on the other line and he's pissed off that this guy is in there. And you know, at first she like she takes it in stride, like oh he was just a trower, trouserless man I met outside of Bones and Honey, and then he starts going off on Beard how he's going to kill him. And she's just like run, yeah. <laughs> And it's so funny that she says run because he's not a, a mean man or a bull. He he just wanted to return the wallet. Well, I think that came later. I think oh, in oh, that oh. moment, he legitimately wanted to kill Beard. Yeah, probably. I love he it even, that the he guy even was says so, he was... Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I love it that the guy is so big that he can hardly speak. 
I've seen him in, he's a character actor who's been in, he plays very small roles and uh, oddly enough, he usually plays like mercenaries. Weird. I, I know. Um, but yeah, so like, I think he was legit ready to kill Beard in that moment. Mm-hmm. Cause he even says later when they're walking together that like he has a problem with jealousy and it's because he's very protective because they're having a baby and. Oh, yeah. So I I think that he is I think in that moment Beard was he needed to go. James Tart almost killed Beard. Yeah. Can we just talk about that for a moment? Yeah. He please. was going to kill a man. Which leads me to believe how has he he's most likely killed someone before cuz he did not look like he was going to hesitate he for wasn't, one yeah, moment. He wasn't hesitant to do it at all. Um and I have a theory about that which is one of the things I'm going to bring up in spoilers. Okay. I, I, I have further on that conversation uh, to talk about in spoilers. You learn a lot about Jamie in this episode through his dad. In, in a very short time, very short mm-hmm. period of time. Yeah. The minute I saw that he ran into James and his friends, I was like, oh no. Like, this is Denbo not. Denbo and Bug. Yeah, this is not going to go. Well, at all. Gosh. And, and and poor Jamie. Poor Jamie for having to grow up with this. You know? Yeah. Because um, this guy has obviously been an asshole for a really long time. And I'm not this I'm not gonna save this this comment for spoilers because I don't know how true this is. I gotta wait because I and, and see if this is true or not. This is legitimately something I, I'm thinking, but I don't know for sure. Um I don't think Beard ever tells Jamie about this how would you well because it's just going to make things harder for jamie Mm -hmm. to realize that this is the man his father is and beard was so affected by the way that james treated jamie and beard is already somebody who is a man of few words Mm -hmm. so i don't think that he would do anything to a hurt the team and b hurt a player that he has grown attached to after yeah. this Man City game. Because Beard was the first one to protect Jamie. Yeah. He was the one that grabbed James and threw mm-hmm. him out. Yeah. Um, and that probably goes to something that we don't know about Beard's backstory. Yeah, that could also be true as well. But yeah, I mean. Because he was right. affected by that. He was affected big time. By that that's what he had to go shake off it wasn't the bad game he had to go shake off what happened in that locker room mm, i i kind of disagree okay um only because one of the constant things that happened through this is uh theory Henry and gary linker constantly talking about his coaching i think he puts a lot of this game on himself um, not just Ted. Um, I think he puts, because I think he sees Ted as he's Ted is the head coach, but Ted is also the one that is supposed because of how he is. Ted is the one that kind of brings these guys out of the hole. And when it comes to gameplay itself, that's his specialty. Like, Oh, that's I where, see that. Yeah. So he puts a lot of the fault of this loss on himself. It's why he's imagining these two commentary people talking about him personally. Um, They're not actually doing that. He's just picturing 
all of this. So I think it's in combination. I think it's it's a lot of he's he's really having a hard time with this loss because of how bad it is. This is arguably the worst loss this team has ever had in the time that they zero. Right. That was the final. Yeah. I mean, that's that is headline news in real life. Yeah. A, a, a team losing six to zero. That's demoralizing because football games are usually relatively low score games. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I would be having a serious talk with my goalie after this because Zorro has had Zorro has had a few terrible games and yet nobody's pay. This is something that just bugs me about the show in general. Nobody talks about the goalie in this situation. It's all me. May did this episode. Oh, I guess I, I didn't realize that's that. one of the criticisms she has, and it's not about Zoro. It's the fact that the team left him alone. That's one of the criticisms that she ah. says to Beard when they're at the bar. When he is at when he is at the bar, that's what she says. Like, how did you? How? Why did you keep him alone? He was alone for this entire game. A goalie can only do so much. You need the defense of the team to kind of relieve right. him a little bit. And that was her criticism was, well, you didn't give him any defense. You left him by himself. So Zoro was brought up this episode by May. May and should rightfully. be part coach. <laughs> I, I think I, the reason why I love May is because I feel like she thinks she is. Because she gets to talk hand in yeah, hand. Yeah, the, the coaches. The coaches are regulars at that bar. Yeah, right. The owner is a regular at that bar. Yeah, they have team meetings at that bar. Yeah, I think <laughs> May feels like she is part of the team. Oh, she, her, Baz, Jeremy, Paul, the four of them are a part of the team, and and the way that that's handled in season three is beautifully done. Yeah. That's 100%. Yep. 100%. Because, because that was a long time coming. Yes. And we get a small taste of that actually at the end of this particular episode with our three knuckleheads. Can we just talk about that for a minute? Cause yeah, that is also one of my favorite. That is another favorite moment of this episode is beard telling, you know, Baz, Jeremy and Paul go here, talk to Renee, tell him I sent you. It was obviously nowhere near the stadium too. Like the route that they took and the tunnels that they took and the door, like they were like, what is happening? Like if they were anywhere near the stadium, they would probably have an inkling. So I have another bit about this for spoiler talk. This is the other part of spoiler talk, but no, but you're right. Um, Yeah, because you're right. They would know they were close to Nelson road. Right. If it was close to Nelson road. And then they would, so this, I mean, because it's like a weird dude that that answers the door and then they go down like obvious Harry Potter tunnels, right? <laughs> who knows how long they were walking? Like if I was the three of them, I'd be like, do we keep going? Do we leave? like this? This this seems like I wouldn't even walk in. Did you know you what I mean? Ca- did you catch the Harry Potter reference in this episode? Was it not the Harry Potter secret tunnels? No. I'll tell you about it in a second. But for Beard, like, you know, these guys pull up in a limo and they they tell Beard, like, 
we revealed to these guys who we who really we were, were. Yeah. but they still kept playing with us. They invited us to their home for Easter. Um, we took them for so much money because they're horrible at pool, you know, and they, they rented the limo and they got done saying like this night will never end. You know, it's, were it's they... been an incredible night. Mm-hmm. And then beard in one move makes their night from legendary to epic. Iconic. I, I like this will yeah. honestly be a night the, these three will never forget. No, core memory. Yeah. Best night of their lives. Because I'm starting to realize too, and it's something I never really picked up on. There are two different fields in this for AFC Richmond. There's the practice pitch, which is outside of their venue, and then there's Nelson Road where they play. Aha. Uh-huh. And it took me a little while to realize that. Um, I didn't realize that till right now, but of course, because Rebecca's office doesn't overlook. It doesn't the field. overlook Nelson Road. Duh. Yeah. Why? I'm today years old. Why? So we've seen. I feel like such a dumbass right now. <laughs> so you just made me feel like such a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> because I think we've seen. Baz, Jeremy, and Paul have been to the practice pitch. But to walk out onto the field of Nelson Road they where they actually They haven't been at the practice play. pitch yet. They haven't been there. Oh, when Not does yet. that happen later? That happens in season three. Oh, sorry. A little bit of a spoiler. I had my timeline mixed. That's not a huge spoiler. Uh, um, but for them... Guess what? The Titanic sinks. Damn it. <laughs> spoiler alert. God. Next thing you know, Luke, you're gonna tell me Luke's father is somebody important. Oh yeah, Boba Fett. Oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so going back to the conversation with Bash, Jeremy, and Paul, like that is this will be a night the three of them will never forget. Being able to not just walk out onto Nelson Road, but just mm-hmm. enjoy themselves. While they're out there, kick goals into the goal. Like they look like they were out there for a while. I'm sure they were. This was probably a co- this was probably something that lasted until the sun came up. I wouldn't leave until somebody actually told me I had to leave. <laughs> Just pass out on the pitch. Oh yeah, I'm sure they did. That was a long night. Well, and you also have to remember too how protective of that pitch they are. Because remember in the first episode, the very first episode, the first scene we meet Nate is Nate running up to Ted and Beard telling him, like, you need to get off the pitch. Right. Because of how protective they are of those grounds. Yeah. So not only is it iconic for them, a a core memory for those guys to be able to do this, it shows a lot of trust from Beard. Yeah. To allow them to do this. Because they're, well, they are fans. Yeah. You they're know, super fans. They're super fans. They are. They watch every game, win or lose. They they continue to support the team, win or lose. They've come to know the coaches. They know May really well. Yeah, I would trust them. I would trust them 100%. It would have been fun if one of them ended up being the kit man. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Or if all like three they, of them were like. Like they man. had to trade. Yeah. They had to trade. I'm kit <laughs> man tonight. Nope. I'm hey blokes, I'm Kickman tonight. You know, something like that. I don't know. 
so the Harry Potter reference that I mentioned earlier, um, it happens in the scene in Bones and Honey when, you know, Baz, Jeremy, and Paul are talking to the other three guys from Oxford, and hmm. Beard walks up and pretends to be the professor. He introduces himself as Professor Declan Patrick Aloysius, Aloysius McManus. But it, but at one point, Baz calls him McGonagall. Ah. <laughs> Do you know that somebody's um, actual real name? Oh, it's, an, it's the name of an actual professor? It's a name of an actual person. Who is it? It is. Hang on. I got to go. Dave told me last night and I it, I totally left me. Hang on one second. Oh, shoot. I should have written that. That I should have. Oh, it's Elvis Costello. Thank you. Yes. It's Elvis <laughs> Costello's real name. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's amazing. I had no idea about that. That's cool, right? Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, because Baz forgets the name that <laughs> that Beard gave, and he, he says calls him McGonagall. McGonagall. He calls yeah. him McGonagall, but the other three guys don't even pick up on it because they're drunk, probably, or they're just not as clearly as intelligent as they're book smart, not street smart. My favorite part was that it looked like Baz, Jeremy, and Paul were going to hustle people anyways because they were pretending that they didn't know how to play pool because the guys roll up and they're like, it's all about angles, trigonometry, blah, blah. Well, think about where the three of them spend a majority of their time. Well, right, exactly. But they're I love in it. A it pub. Was it was it Baz or was it was it Jeremy or Paul that like looked at him and shot at the same time? It was Baz. It was Baz and he just yeah. he just shoots it as oh, he's no. looking at him. Or was it Jeremy? I don't know. I don't know who's who. That might have been Jeremy. I Let's can't just remember. call him BJP. <laughs> well, Paul is the is the the large black man. Baz is like the shorter one, and Jeremy is like the the slightly taller, lankier one that always wears the hat. Okay. Or there with like go. the shaggier hair, like the blonde shaggy hair. That's Jeremy. So I can't remember if it was Baz or Jeremy that shot the the billiard shot. But yeah, I think those guys were always ready to hustle to begin mm-hmm. with. Yeah. B- pool and darts. Or drinking games, because when the guy when the guys offered to buy them drinks, they said boots. Oh, they did. Yeah, they were ready to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they were. Well, and um, I I'm not sure that anybody could beat Ted in a game of darts. darts. Yeah, I don't even yeah. think I I don't think anybody can. I don't think anybody after that darts game would dare challenge Ted Lasso. Yeah. It'd be interesting Ted, if that was a running gag gag because Ted rest hustled of the time. for Ted hustled for sure. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but like, don't you think it would be funny if like it was a running gag for the rest of the series that if it, like all of a sudden like when they're at the bar, random people are like, "Ted, can we can we uh, darts? David darts." And he's yeah. like, Ugh, "Here we go." And like he just goes, <laughs> wins a cute couple, and comes back with like a hundred dollars, and he's like, "Beers on me." Uh, just yeah. like tiny little running gags i like yeah, running gags i do too um yeah we definitely jumped all over the place <laughs> i gotta look at my notes now to see um to see what else oh so 
because this episode was different, this is one of the only two episodes I think in the series. This is really going back to the to the beginning because the episode kicks off immediately after Man City. Like right, they kind of overlap for like thirty seconds and then it goes into Beard. Um, do you? So the opening of this, it's one of my favorite kind of shots where one person is moving normally, but everything else is like moving in fast time because we see beard running riding the tram and he's moving normally and then we see like the hustle and bustle of life behind him Mm. um but we also get a different opening for this episode similar to how we did with carol of the bells carol the Mm. bells was a christmas themed opening claymation wasn't it that was claymation Mm -hmm. this one is just beard with a different version of the opening it's not the mumford and sons version do you know who sings this version pink floyd no (laughs) It's Jeff Jeff Tweedy. Why do I know that name? Parks and Rec. Um, Oh, oh, Wilco. Wilco. Yeah. Lead singer of Wilco. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually have a, I, I bought it through, uh, through Mondo records. I actually have a vinyl of it's, it's literally three songs. That's it. So it's a small, uh, like an eight inch, um, Mm. It's two songs on one side and one song on side B. The two songs on side A are the two different versions of the Mumford and Sons theme song of Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. And then on the back is the is the Jeff Tweedy version that we get from this episode. Very nice. Yeah. So Yeah, so we we get this is one of only I think two times that we get a different opening to the show as well. Um Oh, and the other thing, too, going back to that Oxford where he calls him McGonagall, um, just to give you a good idea as to how much knowledge about Oxford Beard retained from the conversation of listening to when he dated that Oxford professor. When the one guy from Oxford says, like, I was on that rowing team. And he knows his name. He knew his name. He's like, we've got Henry Gillis. Like he knew who he was purely from him saying he was on that team and what position in the boat he was. Beard, man. He He's retains an enigma. He retains so much knowledge. It is ridiculous. Well, and he's always reading. He's always listening. You know, I feel, I feel like if more people were like Beard, this world would be a better place. Yeah. Well, it made me realize, too, like we in the opening, you know, towards the beginning of this episode, we see inside of Beard's apartment because we get that, you know, the whole discussion of like, oh, a, a chessboard table is, speaks like about, you know, being a single male. And it made me it made me think I'm like, these are places that got set up for them to live in. They didn't bring over furniture or anything like that. They came over with like clothing and stuff because these were residences that were set up for them as coaching staff so one that table was probably already in there no way he you think bought he it. brought you think he, he bought, bought that? it he bought it he's made that place his ted has not and i think no. that that speaks to their characters a little bit beard beard is acclimating and he has decided he's gonna stay he likes where he is he's building a life there ted knows this is temporary he has his his residence 
just as it, you know, it's, it looks like Sharon's residence, Dr. Sharon's residence, right? Yeah. She knows it's temporary. He knows that he eventually wants to get back to Henry. You know, Beard is setting up shop. This is his life because all those books in the bookshelf. That's, the what, I was, that's what I was getting to was the bookshelf. Yeah. Right. He has made the place his home, whereas Ted has just decided this is where he's staying. Yeah. But that was the that was the point I was getting to was we see him walk by as as you kind of look around the apartment or the house, whatever it is, we see that bookshelf in the back. And the moment I saw that bookshelf, I'm like, oh, he's read all of them. Oh yeah. In, in Probably my since mind, he's been there. Yeah. In my mind, well, that's what I think. I don't think he brought any books with him. Those are all right. books he bought since he's been there. Yeah. And he's read them all. He's read it must every be really relaxing just to be Ted's like analysis guy. Like that's your whole job. Your whole job is just to be the gameplay guy. You don't have to bring up the team. You don't have to keep them together. You don't like the Ted's got it. Ted's got the hard part. It's relaxing until it doesn't work. And I think like that's why Man Beard City. is. <laughs> I think that's why Beard is in the position that he's in in this episode. Yeah. He's taking it hard because he's never had it go this wrong. And it went all kinds of wrong. Holy we God. didn't even really talk about that last episode of how bad they lost that game. They lost bad. Yeah. They lost really bad. Um, and then I they love- lost so bad that they put the game tape to Benny Hill. I was just going <laughs> to say that. That when they get back to the office at the end and they're back in the room, in the locker room, and he's like, we need to watch this with the Benny Hill theme. and At 10 times the speed. At 10 times the speed. Because even before that, I love Roy. He's like, I feel like we need to, but we should. Yeah. Like about watching the game. <laughs> right. We should watch, but we won't. And then Ted, being Ted, puts it to the Benny Hill theme at 10 times the speed. And it re- instantly relieves the tension with, at, at the very least, Roy and Nate. Because they're watching and they're chuckling yes. at it. It's a light moment after a really heavy loss. And that's where Ted shines. Ted yep. knows how to make people feel better. Yeah, exactly. And then Beard's like, oh, I'm going to nap. Yeah. <laughs> and and even then, too, like Beard puts his legs up on the table and you see Ted kind of give life a, like a curious glance, but nobody else says anything. Cause like, he's beard, man. Yeah. He comes in with a black eye and sparkle pants and everybody's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cause even I'm trying to find it in the, uh, um, where is it? Um, cause he says like, what happens? Um, oh, everything. All right. Uh, he says, yeah, just uh, slept too late. Must have fallen off the bed. And Roy says, oh, right. Yeah, no, that that's a thing. <laughs> like he, just, he doesn't cry. Well, because again, let's not forget, the episode before this is the whole none of your business oh, conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Roy, he doesn't care. Like, he's like, it's it's Beard's business. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, I wouldn't want to, dive too far into whatever beard's up to at any given moment because i don't want to be pulled into that world it may yeah it may not be a hole you can escape from 
Right, exactly. <laughs> once once right. you dive into that hole, you may not ever be able to get out of I'm it. I'm keeping that screen up. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to be my friend, but I'm never going to hang out with you outside of this room. I, do you think, because we know, so for those of you that don't know yet already at this point, he's called Coach Beard, and you could think it's a nickname, but it's not. Beard is his actual last name. Um, and Jane's last name is Payne, as we learned. These are two names that are quite literal when it comes to Beard. He he's His name is Beard, and he has the beard. Jane's last name is Payne, and that's what she's causing him, at yeah. least in the beginning of yeah. this. They're, it's a very literal name for when it comes to relation to Beard. Actually, all of them have pretty literal names. Think about it. Roy Kent is kind of a... Mm, and then you have Ted Lasso, <laughs> who lassos people into him. He wrangles the team together. He, uh, you have Jamie Tart, who is, you know, not exactly sweet in the beginning. All right. Okay. Explain Obasanya. I no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so some of them have some really literal last names. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good pickup. And I don't I know what Nate's that. last name is. Shelly. I could probably make a thing about the fact that he's always in his tortoise shell. That's actually not a bad pickup. Thank you. That's actually that actually works. A little bit, yeah. He hides in a shell. So she- that works. Thank you. That's very that's very smart. I like that. Higgins. Higgins is just the truth. Higgins is a national treasure. I uh <laughs> I want to hug him. Hug him. Hug Higgins. Um let me see here. Yeah, I don't really know where else to go. I think Yeah, I don't I've, have anything else. I, I think I've I covered pretty much almost everything. Again, we knew this was gonna be gonna be on the shorter end. Oh again, seeing Beard and Jane meet up in the club. I, I don't think at least the two times I watched this episode for this for this purpose, for this podcast, um, the moment Beard starts dancing, I also kind of start dancing in my chair as I'm watching. And I did find out, I looked into this, he legitimately knows how to hula hoop. That was what really I was going to well. say next. That's yes. what I was going to say. Dave told me that it's in his stand-up routine. It's in his stand-up routine, and he's done it on shows since this episode aired. I thought for sure that that was fake hula hooping. No. Because he, he barely moved. He legitimately knows how to do that, which is, I have a feeling Sudeikis knew that about him, so put that in the episode for him. Of course. Well, Brendan Hunt, I think, also was a, a writer for this episode as well. I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, so he could have write it, wrote it in for himself. Because he goes up the stairs flawlessly, and then he's on that it's platform, the, and he gets it right up to his hand flawlessly. It's, it's up the arm, and it's 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 so much fun. But there are videos online of him like going on talk shows after this episode. I think like the Kelly Clarkson show is one of them. Um, uh, Jennifer Hudson, I think he did it on Jennifer Hudson's show. Like he so would go on and do it. So the old American Idol uh, talk shows. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh yeah, that's a good point. So that's what happened to American Idol winners. 
or <laughs> they become they become talk show hosts, or you become Carrie Underwood. That's it. You got to, you got two choices. <laughs> well, no, there's there's a third choice in there. Justin Guarini as the pep, as the Dr Pepper guy. Shut up. Little little sweet for the Dr Pepper commercials. Shut up. Shut up. Just shut I've up. Me- I've met Justin and he's actually really nice. I'm sure he is. And he actually really loves doing those Dr. Pepper commercials. Oh, you know that the guy, um, what is his name? Something Richardson, I think. He's he's the new um Alan Richardson. Alan Richardson, yeah. He started on American Idol. He did? Oh, when we're done recording, you've got to see he is such a grade A douchebag. I know he I know he did Blue Mountain State years no. ago. He started. As an American Idol contestant, he didn't even get to the final, like, he didn't get to the main show. He he was such an asshole, such an arrogant prick that they actually, right. like, dropped him early. But the footage that they have of him is, is annoying. Oh, oh, yeah. It says Alan Richson. Uh, oh, Richson. Um, Richson turned to acting soon after American Idol. So yeah. Blue Mountain State came after American Idol. Okay. Yeah. You've got to see it. It's bad. We'll watch I it don't when we're done. Well, maybe you just watch it. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll watch it. I'll watch it on my own. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it on my own. That's a shame, too, because I like him. I know. It really so. I, I maybe don't watch it. Okay. Yeah. It, maybe I won't watch it. Because every time I see him now, I think, oh, man, you are not great in real I life. I mean, he's, scu- he's young Scully. like Right. He's Jack Reacher. <sighs> He's the new Jack Reacher, and apparently yeah. is incredible at that role too. He's so good in that role. I love him and Jack Reacher. And then Dave's like, "Oh, did you know he was American Idol? We watched it." And I said, "Well, that just ruined everything." I <laughs> I remember him as Aquaman in Smallville. He was in like one um, or two episodes as Aquaman in the Smallville television series. Yeah, he is not Jason Momoa. Thank God. Yeah. No, I've no, I can't say that because I met Momoa, and Momoa is awesome. Momoa looks like he's awesome. I want Momoa is a friend. huge teddy. Okay, I need to tell this story. Sorry, listeners. I know we're off on the roll, but yeah, know. but we're done with the episode. And, so. and I think I and I think well, I still have my quick spoiler stuff. But before we go into that, did I ever tell you the story about when I met Momoa? No. So I was working a show down in Atlanta. I think this was 2018, um, and Momoa was a guest, but he didn't have a panel because Justice League was coming and they didn't want to take a risk of any spoilers getting out there. So they were like, so Warner Brothers actually contacted the show and said, you cannot put him on stage. So I was so John Barrowman, another guy that I love, was on stage doing a panel. I was backstage during this panel and I was standing next to uh, Neil McDonough, who anybody who knows Neil, he was in justified he's been in the room band of brothers band of brothers yeah so neil and i were at got to be buddy buddy over the weekend so neil and i are standing next to each other watching this monitor we're not looking at each other we're looking at the monitor and we're kind of like cracking jokes to each other about john's like panel lovingly to john like we john barrowman is the cheesemaker right what the cheesemaker from walking dead with morgan no, John Barrowman was never in Walking Dead. Oh. Um, John Barrowman was Captain Jack Harkness in Doctor Who. He was Malcolm Merlin in um, the Arrow television so- shows. Um, but anyway, so like Neil and I are making side comments to each other, joking about John's panel, like in loving 
of John. Like we weren't making fun of him. And then there was a little lull in the conversation and John said something and I cracked a joke like I was doing and I heard a laugh and the laugh was not Neil. (laughs) And I turned and I looked and then I looked up (laughs) cause it was Momoa standing next to me. Biggest dude ever. So Momoa was standing next to me and I was like, Oh shit. Like, I'm sorry. I thought you were Neil. He's like, no, no. He's like, that was funny. He's like, keep going. So afterwards, like, like Jason was just kind of looking for a place to chill. Like he didn't want to be in the green room with all the other guests. He didn't want to be back at his table because he was on his break. So he kind of just hung out backstage. So him and I actually sat down and talked for like a good, like 10 minutes about like travel and wine. And like, we didn't talk about movies or television or anything like that. We didn't talk about him being Aquaman. None of it. We just talked about like traveling to different places, trying different foods. I don't remember how he smelled. I bet you he smelled good. But I will tell you, he is incredibly nice, and he's a huge teddy bear. I I got a nice bro hug from him when the conversation was over, and we said goodbye, and he went back to his table. And I don't think less of me. Uh, he's a great hugger. <laughs> I'm sure he is. He's huge. Yeah. He's like a giant teddy bear. and. Yeah. I have a friend who has like a huge crush on Jason Momoa and she's constantly posting stuff on Facebook about Jason. And every time she posts something, I always comment. I'm like, did I mention I met Jason? She's like, yes, you said it. Stop saying it. I'm like, no, because <laughs> I want to rub it. I in. need him to do projects that I'll watch. I don't like Aquaman and he's done some other stuff that I, I loved him in the first Dune movie. I loved that character so much. You know what movie he's in that you should watch that I think you might like? What? Uh, Fast X. (laughs) The 10th Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) The silence was not an accident. No. And the people listening could not see your face when I mentioned that movie. Did they go to space in their cars? No. Did they try to fly to the moon in their cars? No, but... But Dom drives down a dam. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So I have, I'm changing the topic before Kristen's head explodes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we're going to dive into t- in the spoiler territory for a couple minutes. I only have a couple things to mention. So if you want to avoid it, check the show notes and you'll find out when we come back to talk about favorite quotes and feedback. So we talked a little bit about um, running into Jamie's dad and how Jamie was legitimately probably going to kill Beard. For if sure. Not for, he got that pipe. He had that pipe and he was reeling back. He was ready to strike, if not for Darren being there. Darren saved his life. His life. The next time we see James is rehab. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Do you think this was a critical moment for James. No. You don't think this was the moment where he realized, okay, I need help. No. What do you, do you think we ever see that moment? No. We think it just happens. Yeah. I honestly, I, I think maybe it was a health scare, but it, you know, but no, absolutely not. Because honestly, I don't think he has a memory of that. He, you know what? You're probably right. He probably doesn't. Um, 
It makes me curious. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember if it's the end of season two or sometime in the beginning of season three where we see Dembo and Bug at the game without James. Yeah. When is it that we see him again? We don't see him him again until. I don't think we see him again until next season. Um, there's a moment where Denbo and Bug are at a ge- are at a game, and they see Jamie do something, and they say, "You know, James would have been proud," and they kind of lead you to believe in that moment that James died. Um, and then you find out that no, he's he's in rehab. So I would have I- been okay with him dying. No, I I kind of like the fact that we got a a positive that Jamie gets his father back in the end. Because in the very last episode we see Jamie going to visit his dad in rehab yeah, the, and the, the next and time we see him is season 3 episode 11 and then episode 12. He's in the last two episodes. Okay. But there's a moment before that where they lead you to, or maybe it isn't until that episode where that's where they make make you believe he died. I think it is that episode. I think it's the same episode. And then you see him in rehab and you realize, oh, he's not dead. He's in rehab. But I, I kind of like the fact that Jamie gets his father back. Because I like seeing that positivity, ba- positivity back in Jamie's life. Um, another spoiler thing uh, we see uh, Mary and Darren at Beard and Jane's wedding. We don't see them again until the series finale. And it's Oh my when, gosh. Yeah. And they have the baby. Yeah. They're there with the they're baby. They're at Stonehenge. Yep. They're at Stonehenge. And it's Mary and Darren are there with their baby. Yep. Attending the wedding of Beard and Jane. Which means that they stayed in contact and they stayed friends. Yeah. They probably got membership to Bones and Honey after that. <laughs> if she's the owner, why wouldn't they? Why? I and I swear to you, she's the owner. I swear to you. She does. She did seem to be able to come and go from that place pretty easily. Yep. And she knew the ins and the outs of it. And yeah. she probably was like, okay, now go get him. Go get him out of that room. Kick him out. All right. I, ca- I could see it. I can buy into that theory. Um, the only other thing I have for spoilers, too, goes back to Baz, Jeremy, and Paul and meeting Renee. Uh, Renee is another character. And Renee and that tunnel are referenced later. They're not referenced until season three. Uh, and it is the famous food fight scene with uh, what's his name from Africa. Oh, over. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the story that Rebecca tells about a young man who used to sneak into Nelson Road and got stopped by the guy that manned the tunnel until Renee. he grew up to buy the team and gave that man a raise. That man is Renee. And, and that tunnel, the guy that grew up and bought the team was Rupert. Was Rupert. Before that, Rupert was evil. That tunnel is the tunnel Rupert used to use to sneak into Nelson Road before he became owner of the team when he was younger. God, Rupert sucks so bad. So we that is a great episode, though. Um, oh, that yeah, the food yeah. fight episode. That's it's a, a great, great episode. That's a great episode. But it I, humanizes Rupert. It reminds us that there was something that Rebecca had to love about him. Yeah. At one time. Yeah. You know? Because 
up until then, you're like, how on earth did you accept this man? Yeah, why were these two even together? Exactly, exactly. But then you see in that Food Fight episode, when you see them getting along and you see them actually kind of supporting each other. Yeah. Um, you see how how he could have uh, been a great love for her. At one But point. never again. Yeah. Yeah, at one point. Like, you can kind of see a little bit more how, why that relationship probably started. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah but yeah, it's, I, I love that, that uh, you know, Renee and that tunnel are referenced again a little bit later on. I episode. would love to find a secret tunnel into my favorite places. My, the college that I attended, Moravian College, has a North and South Campus. South Campus is notorious for being haunted because of tunnels underground. That's awesome. Yeah. And some of them are accessible, but a lot of them are not. They're sealed off. Dave started working at um, a hospital not too long ago that they actually built a new building because the old building was haunted and they still have the old building on the campus. Oh really? Yeah. I think the building was built in like the 1800s or something like that. Um, and it has all these secret tunnels and passageways. And apparently like the people that used to work um, in that building said that like things would just fly across the room for no reason in the middle of the day. And like, there's stories about like a patient that killed another patient and threw him out the window. And, and like, That's I mean, awesome. it's crazy. Yeah. I want to go, I want to go to the old abandoned hospital and I want to go poke around in there, but yeah. I don't think you're allowed to, Probably not. Probably <laughs> but it not. would be such a cool thing to do around Halloween, like have a haunted maze through there. There's this little word called liability. <laughs> well, you have to sign a waiver. Oh, if you sign a waiver, I would do it. You know what I mean? You sign a waiver sign. and you go. Yeah, I would do it. I would too. And it would be, it would take years off of my life. <laughs> but I think it would be worth it. <laughs> oh God, this coming from somebody who doesn't even like horror movies. I know, but I like, but I know. Yeah, you know what? I'd talk a big game. I wouldn't go. <laughs> the thought of it makes me excited though. <laughs> but that's all I have for spoilers. I don't know if you have anything at all. I have nothing. I have no notes. <laughs> I came on here to just hang with my friend, Ben. <laughs> All right. So with that said, then uh, we'll go into quotes, favorite quotes of it, uh, of the episode. I have one. I don't okay. know if you have anything at all. No, nothing. Um, it's, Beard it's doesn't be talk a lot. Remember? <laughs> it's in the beginning. It's true. It's in the beginning of the episode with uh, Beard and May at the bar. And, Be and May is questioning, like, Jane coming? We broke up. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> and she accused me of being jealous, me, because I told her it's hard to know where I stand, which it is because she's because she never says I love you. Did you say it to her? I did. And she didn't say it back. She did not. <laughs> Thank you for helping me relive that. <laughs> <laughs> what does May yell at him, though, at the end? Like she actually like leans across the bar and she screams final. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I love May so much. I do too. I do too. And I love the fact that Beard linked up with these three dudes that probably were just dying to hang out with them just once. And I want to believe that this started like, 
like a friendship to the point that they started hanging out regularly after games. Well, well, think about it because when they come up to him and like you know, like Paul gives him like says you dropped your key and like they kind of want. You're right; they want to hang out with him. And Beard's like, you, "We can hang out and talk as long as we don't talk about this game." And they immediately rush to sit down because yeah. they have so many other things they can talk to this man about that's not related to football. Well, and then it was. Uh... It was who's the who's the big black guy again? Paul. 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 I keep wanting to call him Baz. That's the problem because okay. he looks like a Baz, you know, because <laughs> um, <clears throat> he's so big. Okay, he's Paul. 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 Okay, I got it for like the next ten seconds. But he sits down and he asks the big existential question, <laughs> right? And yeah. then the next shot is like fifty beer, uh, empty beer glasses on the table, and Beard's still talking. Yeah, and they're he's- just into it he says he says we can talk and drink as long as we don't talk about anything but the game and drink (laughs) and they're like they immediately sit down have you ever been to vegas what's ted like behind closed doors how do you cope knowing the universe is infinite but your consciousness can end in a second (laughs) and he's like i've been to vegas many times one night is good two nights is perfect three is too many i agree with that i agree with that completely 100 percent. ted is a man just a man. And as for the fragility of life, I'm so glad someone finally asked (laughs) because yeah, I got a few thoughts. (laughs) Then you're right. And then it does the time-lapse. And so in conclusion, if this is all indeed a simulation, which everything in my experience suggests that it is, then all we can do is tip our caps to the rascal pulling the strings. I love this foursome so much. Yeah. So much. Are there Funko Pops of Baz, Paul, and Jeremy? No. They need to come in like a set, right? Like at the bar. Like it's three of them at the bar. Like it's one piece. Give it – you know what? Give it time because they didn't have Danny Rojas at the beginning either. Danny Rojas. I have my Danny Rojas Funko Pop pre-order. Now, if you – Bobble his head. Does he say things? Because you know he no. needs to. Pop, Funko pops don't speak. Yes, but Danny Rojas's should. I'm trying to remember, I actually have two of them pre-ordered. One of them is Danny Rojas. Who's the other one? Uh, oh, it's Ted with a box of biscuits. Biscuits for the mouse. <laughs> yeah, it's Ted. It's Ted with biscuits. So give it time. They might do a a, a run of Baz, Jeremy, and Paul. You never know. I would get that. They should. I do like them. Oh, there's a Nate Shelley with water. That's all right. I have Nate. No, I don't have Nate. Good. Shit, I have to pre-order this one too. Why? Because I need all the characters. Ugh. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) I have, yeah, I have... Ted, I have beard from Beard After Hours. That is my beard from Pop. Yep, hula hoop in the pants. I have Sam, I have Roy, I have Jamie, and then I've got Danny, and I have to pre-order Nate now. Son of a bitch. Um, all right, so then that ends with quotes. Let's go into uh, the feedback for the episode. Oh. Uh, and you got the feedback that I sent you, right? Sure. Hang on. <laughs> yep. Ooh, we cool. got a few. S- yeah, we got People a couple. like this episode. You know why? Because you don't even need to rewatch this. You could definitely, it's like 
burned into your brain because it's such a different episode. Well, I also want to say, too, that thank you to Alex Kruger for pointing this out to me. Um, on the podcast, I say our email correctly. It's feedback at revisitedpod.com. But apparently, Facebook auto-corrected pod to podcast at one point. Oh, no. So it's been saying feedback at, at revisited podcast for a while. And then I just copy and paste it, changing a couple yeah. things. So for the past couple of weeks, it's been it's had the wrong email in there. So if you're a Facebook follower and you've been trying to email in feedback, but it keeps getting bounced to you, I apologize. That's my fault. You it has it been. Cur- it has. You're stupid. <laughs> Um, it has been corrected. So, um, and we've still been getting feedback through the email. So I know some people yep. are getting it probably through the, uh, through hearing it on the podcast. Yep. Um, but yeah, we have got a couple that came from Facebook and then we have a couple voicemails as well. So we got quite a, we got a, a little bit this episode. Let's start with the Facebook feedback first. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, I'll start. Okay. Megan Dively Lehman. And I've known Megan for a number of years now, and I don't even know if I got that right. (laughs) I think I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay. I'm really sorry, Megan, if I said your middle or last name incorrectly. Really, really sorry. Okay. (laughs) I was deeply disturbed that Jamie's dad and his goon cronies literally attempted murder on Coach Beard using a deadly weapon, and it was basically brushed off as a close escape from a silly drunken fist fight. Me too. Me too. Me too. I would have liked to have seen something come from that. Like even even like one comment of Jamie saying, my dad got arrested. I had to bail him out of jail or something. Mm. Yeah, that could have that could have played into it. At least make it seem like he got punishment yeah, for what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one comes from David SK. He says, one of my favorite episodes because it mirrors After Hours so much. A movie that we mentioned that we neither one of us has seen. Uh, Beard is such an interesting character on the show. This episode would not work with anyone else. Agreed. You, you can really tell the two episodes that got added on in season two. But thank goodness we got this gem. Agreed. And I just realized the name of this episode is Beard After Hours. Yeah, it yep. is. Yeah, because it mimics the, the beginning of the movie. Yep. Uh, okay, Gloria Luttery Hernan says, Hi, Ben and Kristen. I've been listening all along. Well, that is when Jason recommended you guys because of my love for all things Ted Lasso, and I've been loving your rewatch reactions. I totally agree with Kristen about Nate. Oh, my gosh. What a prick. I have a lot more words for him, but this episode has nothing to do with the weasel. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I love Beard. I mean, who wouldn't? This episode is one of my favorites. Fabulous, fantastic, and fun. Nice alliteration. What more could we want? I love those sparkly striped pants Beard had on. Kind of wish I knew where the wardrobe people found those. The lady in red, although very pretty, was ridiculous in my opinion. She sets up guys to get killed by her regular monkey man. Not cool, lady. 
The Bones and Honey Private Club was awesome. Well done, Beard, with his whole Irish tale of Oxford. But once he was at that dancing club in the church, he finally found finally he found Jane, was dancing like a madman, got a hula hoop. What a night. Anyway, I'm from Boston. Well, Salem, the witch city. Ciao for now. Okay, so Gloria, I went to Salem for the very first time maybe a year and a half ago, I think. And we went in October, which I knew was when we had to go. And it is such a great town. I love it so much. <laughs> I'm so jealous that you get to live there year round. I know it's probably so clogged and impossible to leave your house in October, but that town is so cool. I love that town. I have never been. I was supposed to go this past year with the big Zed Head trip, uh, trip that went, but I ended up not going on that trip. Um, and it's a, and really because they were going the weekend before Halloween, and I just knew my anxiety would not be able to handle it. In the beginning of October, <clears throat> it's ridiculous. I would not even The whole go. month of October. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I will get there eventually. I might even make it a point, because uh, I'm working a show in September um, up in Massachusetts. So I might even make it a point to kind of detour on my way mm. home to stop off at Salem. Let me know when you go, because if it's on a weekend, I might be able to escape up there because I'm sure Jill would meet us there and the three of us would have a really good time. That, be, that can be kind of fun. That could be super fun. Yeah, be really fun. Um, as for as for beard and the pants and hula hoop, I'm, the more I keep thinking about it, the more I'm thinking I might have found my Halloween costume for this year. For sure. You could pass that off so easily. And yeah. you have enough white in your beard that you can make it red. Oh uh, yeah, I could. I could just put a little bit of the 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 dye in it to kind of redden it up Ben's a little. Ben's real bit. old, guys. That was the point I was making. I, I've had gray since I was in my thirties. Yeah, but you've been letting it fly lately. <laughs> it's distinguished. It is. It's wisdomous. It's yeah. It shows wisdom that I don't have. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I think I found my Halloween costume for this year. I got to find those pants or similar or, or similar. Them. Yeah, just find striped pants and bedazzle them, Bedazz and add and, and sew on some stars, and you're you're good. I just got to practice my hula hooping, or just you know tape it to yourself. <laughs> Make it so hard to get through doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'd have like that COVID space that you need around people because the the AFC Richmond stuff is easy to find like you can buy all of that stuff and the cap that he wears I own them already all yeah. I really need is the pants yeah and a hula hoop um, and a hula hoop well that's easy to get to the pants would be the hardest part but I maybe I maybe. bet you Amazon has beard pants come on somebody's got to have them yeah Somebody's got to have them, but beard after hours might be beard after hours. Beard might be my Halloween costume for this year. That's a great idea. That'd be fun. I like it. I should tell uh, Dave to do which, it too. That takes us into uh, the uh, the voicemails for this episode, uh, which we have a couple. So let's kick this off first with our friend Jason and his thoughts on the episode. Hi, Ben and Kristen. This is Jason in San Jose providing feedback for Beard After Hours. I absolutely love this episode. But before getting to that, I wanted to play a little catch up. I went on a road trip to visit family a few weeks ago and missed watching Ted Lasso. Coming back, I watched an episode and was ready to record feedback, but I had just missed the deadline. 
And while listening to your episode on Headspace, I realized that I had watched the wrong episode anyway. I guess I had skipped ahead to Man City and was very confused watching the conversations between Ted and Sharon and that I had missed their previous sessions in the episode Headspace. And then forgetting that you had skipped a week for Man City, I was all ready to record about this week's episode, but I was actually too tired to record. So again, saving me from sending in the feedback for the wrong episode. On that note, I love the development of the relationship with Ted and Sharon. And on the last episode that I recorded feedback for, I had meant to mention that she actually reminds me of our HR person at work, both in looks and personality, very stern and focused on her job. When I applied for a team lead position, she mentioned that that position didn't exist, but there was a team leader position that I could apply for. Very strict, but uh, yeah, I know she has a sense of humor somewhere in there. I've seen her laugh. Uh, Anyway, as I've noted before here on this podcast, both with Lost and Ted Lasso, I have dealt with depression and anxiety. And for the past few weeks, I have been dealing with the crippling effect of panic attacks coming from the anniversary of me being hospitalized with severe blood loss last February. Uh, We just had a recent death in our family, and I've had ongoing anxiety with stuff at work. And not to mention last week, my car was totaled in a fender bender. But today I'm feeling okay and actually bought a new car, so feeling a little bit better. Anyway, back to Beard After Hours. This was such a fun break, getting to see the weird side of Beard. In college, I remember having a couple of weird all-night adventures, bouncing from one thing to the next, of which I will not really describe here. Anyway, this episode was just outrageous. It was a great way to provide character development, not only for Coach Beard, but also for the pub guys, Baz, Paul, and Jeremy. Sort of related to this episode, a few weeks ago, Brendan Hunt was on an episode of Celebrity Wheel of Fortune and just cleaned house. One of the other contestants, Joe Buck, seemed quite miffed as Hunt just dominated that show. Well, anyway, I hope now that I'm back on track with the correct episodes in season two and really looking forward to the next one. Until then, this has been Jason in San Jose. Namaste, baby. Well, first off, uh, sorry for the shit that you went through with the death in your family and uh, your car being totaled, but congratulations on the new car. And um, I'm glad Joe Buck was muffed because I can't stand Joe Buck. So I'm happy that Brendan Hunt kind of cleaned house against him on Wheel of Fortune. Brendan Hunt should go on Jeopardy. <clears throat> I'm sure he's probably just as intelligent in real life. Celebrity Jeopardy is awesome. But I need I need a Ted Lasso character on Celebrity Jeopardy. You just want Jeopardy in general. Uh, all the time. Yeah. I watched you three wa- episodes last night. You would watch Jeopardy 24-7. If, if I could, could, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I love Jeopardy. <laughs> 
Uh, but the next voicemail that we have comes from uh, from Alex, Alex Kruger, who I'd mentioned earlier. Uh, so here is his voicemail for the episode. Hey, all, this is Alex Kruger with feedback for Ted Lasso Season 2 episode, Beard After Hours. Within the first few moments of this episode, they did a really wonderful job of showing you the absolute pain of exiting a visitor stadium after your team just lost a game. I took the girls to their first ever Phillies game this year, but I took them to PNC Park in Pittsburgh while we were visiting their godfather. We ended up losing an extra innings, and it was just awful hearing my oldest ask why everyone was cheering, even though our guys just lost. I felt for being on that subway car, man. Now, I might be in the extreme minority here, but I just didn't like their lady in red side quest. I couldn't figure out her intentions, and maybe I didn't understand her relationship status with British Drax, but knowing he was the jealous type, why would she have Beard answer his call? I see they were going for a classic Nora-style conversation with all that smooth sax in the background, but the whole sequence just didn't feel right to me. There was a movie in the early 2000s starring Elijah Wood and Charlie Hunnam called Green Street Hooligans that was about underground fight club culture with the local fans of soccer clubs in the UK. These fights were intense and brutal. The entire James Tart scene reminded me of that movie, and no matter how many times I see this scene, I always end up scared for Beard until the British Drax shows up. But having the fight scene scored to that version of Blue Moon was fantastic. I really appreciated the usage of the song, as well as the imagery of the Blue Moon throughout this episode, especially since Blue Moon is the official song of Man City supporters. And I have to say, I think Baz, Paul, and Jeremy's storyline might be my favorite in this episode. I love Beard, and I'm glad we got one of the bonus episodes dedicated to him, but I really appreciated getting more from the Pub Boys, too. I was so truly delighted when they got to mess around on the pitch at Nelson Road. In 2010, I went to see Springsteen live at the Phillies ballpark, and even though it was on top of tarps and aluminum flooring, it was such a thrill to know I was standing in the same exact spot Shane Victorino was in when we won the 2008 World Series. I'm glad Beard gave proper diehard fans like that such an amazing core memory. Lastly, you have to love a town like Richmond where the bars close 1130 and the raves are underneath the tabernacle. That's it for me this week. Keep up the good work, and as always, shut up, Thierry Henry. <laughs> Um, I am enjoying him. Uh, British Drax was that. Was, Both of us died. <laughs> Both of us silently was. died. Just to let you know, we have been resurrected <laughs> to continue this. But yeah, British Drax was hilarious. Um, and Alex did say, I know we talked about it last week, but um, when he sent this feedback, he had said, um. Uh, he said, come on. Uh, I would be honored to come on the show with you both. Let me know which episode and when, and I'll be there. Yay. So yeah, he'd be, yeah, he's gonna He'll be a great guest when he comes on and we'll definitely have him on. That'll be fun at some point. But, uh, yeah, thank you for that, Alex. Um, yeah. And I, he I, has I'm, such a nice voice. Like his speaking voice is very soothing. He's going to be on an episode of Wilhelm coming up. Um, not this, not the, not the Monday that you're hearing this episode next Monday. Um, his episode drops, which is our top five favorite baseball films. So, which I know he's a big baseball fan. Cause he talked a lot about the Phillies and, and take, you know, taking his girls to see the Phillies and such. So, but yeah, thank you for that, Alex. And look forward to having you on here once we uh, figure out which one. 
Uh, which leads us to our final voicemail, uh, which is actually going to be the last one we get for him for a couple weeks because he is going on vacation and he's taking, I'm so jealous of this, he's taking a cruise through New Zealand. Which... Is he right? going to see Anwin? I don't know if he's going to see Anwin or not. Um, if he has if time... If he does, that would be epic. Yeah. But I'm and so... And it would be so hilarious and fitting that that's the first Zed that she meets. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Because he I, is, he's like our mascot at yeah. this point, you know? He's Steve, the voice, you're our mascot. He is a voice that is, like, he's a common thread through most podcastica podcasts. Yeah, he, he the live steving has become something that we all love and cherish. And he leaves them for so many podcasts like a podcast. Like he is a staple. He, he's yeah. like a secret staple of the shows. And it's and he will. And know. he he started live steving right here on the revisited podcast. Yeah. Which I want to say too. speaking of before we go into Steve's voicemail, I want to go back to Alex for a second. Alex is now rewatching Lost and he's going back and he's listening to our coverage of Lost right now, too. <laughs> My daughter wants to do that, and I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know exactly everything that we've shared. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, because there's been a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember it either. But he said, like, he's still an early on rewatch, but he's really enjoying our coverage of Lost, too. So Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but as I mentioned, goes back to the final voicemail, and that comes from our great friend, Steve Brown. Hello, Ben and Kristen. This is Steve, and this is going to be for uh, Beard After Hours. And unfortunately, because I'm taking a vacation, I'm going to miss the next several weeks after this, but I'll get this one done. Oh, this is a cool version of the theme. Oh, so he rode the train all the way home. Okay. (laughs) Not Moonrise Kingdom, American History X. And I haven't seen either one of them, but I know which one it is. I can never read texts when they're on the TV for some reason. Just can't read, but Jane's got a cross behind her. I, I kind of remember, but I don't remember this how this episode goes. Ooh, they're seriously wearing other people's clothes that were just left at the bar. Beard appears to know a lot about Oxford University. The mystery that his beard continues. Oh, and he tore his pants just like Griffin Dunn. I'm gonna stop trying to find the sim- the the similarities or the homages to After Hours. By the way, I'm not gonna try it. Not gonna do it. No, I refuse. What is Jamie's father doing here? Wasn't he in wherever Man City plays with Wembley Stadium and Beard is back? I don't understand this part. These two pundit guys are just hilarious. And is Beard actually hallucinating them or is this just for our benefit? This is just really hard to watch. This three on one and they're just beating the snot out of him. That's right. I forgot the guy who's chasing him comes to his rescue. Did notice his keys fall out of his pocket. So I can't remember if he gets them or not. And the guy gives him his keys back. Great. I love these three guys, and they got enough money off those pool guys um, to rent a limo. And now Beard's sending them on a mission. Oh, he broke his key off in his lock. That's not good. And he found where Jane is, because there's the cross. Oh, you know, these guys have got to be way happy to be on the pitch at Richmond. Oh, I'm getting choked up. Beard found a crazy club. (laughs) And Jane gives him the hula hoop. And Coach Beard doing the hula hoop. Ten times the speed and the Benny Hill music playing underneath it. There you go. All right. Um, I guess I'll talk to you next time. It might be a while, though. No. 
enjoy but you know what enjoy the vacation steve i am but also just watch and record real quick like three episodes real quick <laughs> and then leave you know i didn't think about the, i i i mean i did think about this a little bit but i didn't think enough to include it in my notes another common thing throughout this episode is that beard keeps losing his key only for it to break when he uses it do we think there's a meaning behind that probably yeah, I can't think. He out loses his keys three times and then ends up in a church. That's a lot like um, the three signs of the cross. I was going to say it's a lot like uh, the prophecy that Jesus got, where he says, "You will be," or no, that Paul, Peter, Peter got from Jesus. Uh, Jesus told Peter, "You will deny me three times um, before." the end of my life or something like that. And so, you know, he wants to go home. That's uh, the running thread is that he wants to go home, but he loses his keys three times. I don't know if there's a correlation there, but I, because he ended up in a church. Um, Well, and also think about it too, is that like he, when he's in the church and he's speaking to God, like he, you know, he does it very hesitantly. And it's at the end of that conversation that the rain stops. Yeah. Uh, you know, rain so, stops and he finds Jane. He, and finds, he finds Jane. He loves. There is something there. I'm just not smart enough today to put it all together. I don't think it's that I'm not smart enough. It's just that I'm not religious enough to pick up on whatever it is. If it's a religious thing, right? And I we've never seen after hours, so we don't know if yeah, that's an after hours. I didn't happened. even know Griffin Dunn rips his pants in after hours because I've never seen it. I know everybody's like, I'm trying not to think about after hours. I'm like, don't worry. I haven't thought about it <laughs> once. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> yep. At all. Um, so the next episode is back to the normal story. Uh, Yay. Pro- progressing the story. Season two, episode 10. No weddings and a funeral. This is a great but emotional episode. Mm-hmm. This is a very emotional episode. So, if you're a first time watcher, be be ready. This is I'm not, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. I think it's a little bit of both. There's some really sad emotion, and there's some really happy emotion that happens through this. It's just really, yeah. it's just really emotional, which is well done. It's what Ted uh-huh. Lasso does best. So. It's where they shine. Yes. Um, before we get out of here, any recommendations? Uh, well, yes, kind of. You haven't watched it yet. Right, exactly. I, <laughs> I know what you're going to recommend. I know, I know. I haven't watched it yet, but I already know that I'm going to recommend it because it is my one of, if not my absolute favorite Star Wars uh, TV show. Well, no, second. Andor will always be number one. But Bad Batch is back, and it's the final season I think it's three episodes are already out. Yep. And uh, as soon as we're done recording, I'm going downstairs. I'm making myself a huge pile of nachos, and I'm going to watch three episodes of Bad Batch. Bing, 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 bing. And I'm really excited. I am. Uh, I I'm, I can't believe I'm actually ahead of you on this, and that <laughs> I have, and that I have watched the three episodes of it. And do you recommend it? Yes. Yeah, it's the best one. Like, I love, we all know, if you know me, you know how much I love Rebels. How's that? If you know who I am, you know how much I love Star Wars Rebels. Bad Batch is better. Um, I, I agree with you. Um, 
I'm I I'm I think it's better than Rebels. I think it's probably the best Star Wars animated series they have done. Easily. If not, it 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 is second only to Andor. But Andor's not animated. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm talking about all the TV shows. Mm. I think it's second only to Andor. Um, I will tell you. Don't. Um, no, no, it has nothing to do with. It's not a spoiler for the show. Okay. Um, I think he's booked. Um, but for Rhode Island Comic Con, uh, D. Bradley Baker, who does the voice of all Sis. the clones. Yeah, I was gonna say voices. Voices. <laughs> uh, he is booked as a guest at Rhode Island Comic Con this year. Ooh, that's so exciting! I yeah. might have to go. It's always my birthday weekend. I have to go. I have to. Go. Yeah, have you to, should come up go. this year. I have to go. I have to go. Yeah, but both of you are going to be working it, and I'm going to be by myself. I I have enough floating free time that I can that I move around a lot. Mm, can I be your clipboard person? Uh, no, because I don't have one of them at Rhode Island, <laughs> Rhode Island Comic Con. Can I be your fake clipboard person? Jill will be in one spot. I know. The entire and she usually has someone cool. Um, I also will make one other recommendation, only because I would like to remind everybody and their mother that oh, Walking Dead is back. Yep. Walking Dead is back. Okay? Those other two shows are... We're not Walking Dead, okay? Walking Dead is back. I've, we are I going firmly, to get... Shut up. I, 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 I'm still talking. <laughs> shut up. We are finally getting the end of Rick's story. This is what we've been waiting for for years. I can't even tell you how excited I am. It's back. Okay. <laughs> Walking Dead is back. Can I just say, and what? Alex, back me up on this. Um, I firmly disagree. I covered Dead City. Shut up. On podcast again. Shut up. And it was a great series. Shut up. Nope. Did Negan die? No. Then you were just, it sucks. You were just hard against because it's Negan. I'm sorry. If somebody brutally murders my husband in front of me while I'm pregnant with my child, I am never going on a mission with him. I am never going to let him live in this type of a world. The fact that Negan is still alive, the fact that he didn't die in the final episode of Walking Dead makes me want to punch things. I'm getting mad just thinking about it. I know. I could tell. <laughs> I did not watch Daryl Dixon. Good because so, that was stupid too. It's like I I <clears throat> I cannot say anything about Daryl Dixon goes Les Miserables. Daryl Dixon ends up in Paris of all fucking places. You know what? <laughs> Shut up. No, no, just no. I am <clears throat> I am excited for the ones who live. I am very Oh my excited. gosh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um oh, I'm so excited. Walking Dead is back. <laughs> uh and I will say, um, Podcastica is covering it. Yeah, I know. So I know. Make sure know. go over to podcastica.com and check out the coverage of of uh the ones who live on the cast of us. I can't um, even wait. I can't even wait. I can't wait. Hey, guess what? I can't wait. Thank you to everybody who I forgot to do this. Thank you to everybody who sent in feedback. If you want to do so, we encourage you guys to do it. Um easiest way to do it, go to our our website, revisitedpod.com. You can find links there for everything on where to subscribe, follow, uh, or you can email us directly, feedback at revisitedpod.com. Uh, what was that? The Walking Dead is back. 
I know. The Walking Dead is back. The Ones Who Live. How many episodes is this season going to be? Do we remember? Uh, I hope 100. <laughs> Can it be 100? I don't think it's going to be that I need much. 100, please. If it's six, I'm going to cry. Um, I don't remember. I think it's only six. No, come on. I, th- I think they are because they're limited because Dead City and Daryl Dixon were the same way. Um, it is six episodes. <sighs> are they at least long? Um, <clears throat> so this first episode, which I actually already have, is an hour. It's a full 60 minutes. Okay. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I don't like it, but I'll take it. Okay. Uh, Ones who live. Heck yes. Heck yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so. Oh, Ontario Quinn is in it. I totally forgot. Yes, he is. I don't know who his character is because I have avoided looking into the show. I haven't watched one trailer, not one. I am so excited. I'm really hoping that Jadis slash Anne is in it because I really loved that character at the Jadis end. Is I love the. It. Cool. I love the yeah. complexity of her character. <clears throat> I think that she added a, a like a richness to the show, to the original show that wasn't there. It was needed. Yeah. I just loved her. So I'm really excited to see. And I hope that she ends up being evil almost. You yeah, know, Pollyanna, like, Pollyanna McIntosh returns to the her name. What a great yeah. name. Um yeah, it's about swapping apples. And deny Gurira and Andy Lincoln. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I can't tell if you're excited to watch the show or not. Shut up. <laughs> I think we have a record this episode for most, most times you've told me to shut up. Well, you're being very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're being very annoying. <laughs> oh my god! I'm Everybody's clip- turned us off I'm, by now. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna clip that. That's getting added to the soundboard. <laughs> well, you're being very annoying. <laughs> it was just the way you delivered it that just made it all the better. All right. So, any final notes other than Walking Dead is back? Before we get out of here. Watch the Bad Batch. <clears throat> oh, yeah. We can watch the Bad Batch, too. So Make some nachos. I'm going to make brisket nachos. Oh, I hate you so much. I had brisket pizza the other day. Oh, that sounds it was, good. It was so good. That sounds um, so good. <laughs> There's something wrong with us. I know. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, as always, for listening, yeah. for subscribing, all that you guys do I for being a part of this. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you guys out on the pitch. Take care. Namaste. Bye-bye. Bad Batch.